Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on South Sharab Radio. Uh, welcome to the Yav Podcast. Mr. Roger Callender, how you doing today, sir? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you doing, Kelsey? I'm, I'm all right, man. I'm, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm just coming down off my high. Uh, San Fran's big win, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm. Uh, oh. I was excited, but not as crazily excited because I'm like, I can't. You know, this like as like I was saying, you know, last week, I'm like, I really believe like the Niners. This is their time, at least to make it to the Super Bowl. So right. I wasn't like I was happy. Don't get me wrong, I was happy as hell. I was, I was happy as hell. You know, I'm not gonna take it for granted because you know Super Bowls getting to them is hard, but. At the same time, man, I was like, I, you know, I felt like, again, like Detroit's a good team, but, and they, they put up a good matchup, but we were, you know, we we're both right. That game was close. Yeah, very that, close. That game was really close, but, uh, or it was close for a good while anyway. Uh, Detroit just came in, just, wow, they punched us in the face early, but yeah, we just maintained our composers. Like we, we, we took, we took all the blows. It kind of, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a uh, rumble in the jungle. Uh, <laughs> what, what, Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali took on um, what was his name? But, um, when he rope a dope Foreman for seven rounds, and then yep. Foreman tired himself out. That's what it looked like. Yep, After yep, a while, yep. it was like, okay, well, you know, now we're gonna get our bearings. Big. The two biggest things was was that. I mean, I, I even I'll admit that f- the the fluke catch by IU to get the TD. Yeah. And then yeah. and then the fumble by Gibbs right after. It went. It went yeah. from twenty four to what was it twenty four to ten to 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 tie that twenty four in like less than five minutes, and then after that we're at home. We've been there before. They haven't. You know what I mean? You got a coach yeah. that likes to gamble. You know what? A little too gamble. much. <laughs> yeah, a little too much. A little too much. You know what? That that whole game kind of. I don't know. It shocked me a little bit, um, because the way that Detroit came out, they just came out blasting. You know when they were running the ball well. Um, scoring touchdowns, golf was throwing the ball well. You know, when you go into halftime with a 24-7 to 7 lead, lead, you have to feel good about that. Of course. Right? And you think, okay, all they need to do is maintain that, and they should be able to win the game. Yeah. And then second half, it's like, I don't know what happened. They were like a completely different team. All of a sudden, they stopped running the ball. They only ran the ball like eight times in the whole second in the whole second half. Yeah, they went away from um, the work. Went away from the run, and then they were just. It was like they're gambling, you know. Two times, you know, there was obviously there was a few turnovers and so on. Um, twice they could have kicked field goals, but instead they went for it. And what killed me is they were passing it to Josh. What's his name? Josh Reynolds. I know, and he kept dropping the ball. Like how many times does this guy have to drop the ball before you guys say, okay, maybe we shouldn't pass to him? Or or, like, or or maybe that Amon Ra guy. There's that there's that, there's that yeah. guy with a funny name. He's open. <laughs> or that guy Laporta. I, I heard he's pretty damn good too, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe you should pass to your two studs. Listen, but I'm, no, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you aren't. I'm 100 percent sure you're not, Calvin. 100 percent sure. Like I was just absolutely shocked. I was like, this is this is pretty unbelievable, man. 24 seven, and you just felt the momentum shift. And I think everybody pretty much felt it. Yeah, and you, like, oh. you kind of knew from there at that point. And they were stunned. You know, they were absolutely stunned. They didn't know what to do. Um, you know, they stopped running the ball. All of a sudden, they're playing as if they're behind. 
it was so weird, like such a weird game. Um, I mean, it wasn't weirder than the Baltimore game because that game, like, I'm still pissed at that one. I still can't even figure out what that game plan was. Um, yeah, that that was that was terrible by Monk, <clears throat> by um, by by Todd Munkin. That was that was terrible. My God, like, well, what what were you guys thinking? You guys have played a certain way the whole season, and it's worked for you. You're a power running team. You have a quarterback that can run the ball at a moment's notice, and then the pass always always accentuates the run, right? I've seen them have games where it's like they score like four or five touchdowns on the ground, and Lamar has like zero TDs, yet they absolutely destroy the team, yep. uh, their, their opponent. This game, they go in and it's like, you guys ran the ball six times in the whole game? Six times? Yeah, when you told me that, when you told me that, I, I was I was shocked. I I'm was still shocked. shocked. That's, that's, that was terrible. Like that. that I was. No, yeah, I was just looking at the stats today. So it was three runs each, basically. Three runs for Hill. He had three runs for three yards, um, and then um, and then their other other running back three for twenty. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell's going on? And then even Lamar. I only saw really one play that was actually designed for him to actually run. Like one quarterback sneak the whole game. The rest of the time, he's sitting back in the pocket like he's a pocket passer or something. Like, dude, you're not Tom Brady. What are you doing? Like, that strip sack? He threw, he, threw 30, Come on. he threw 37 times. Since in what game all year has he thrown 37 times? Yeah. Like, I don't even understand. Strip sack, he's getting sacked. They're blitzing him. He's not moving. Like, they're not even not even at halftime. Like, the one thing I always liked about Baltimore is at halftime, whether they're winning or losing, they would make modifications. They would make changes. Yeah, they would adjust. This time, man. they didn't make any adjustments. Not one adjustments. He's still getting blitzed. No slants. Not running the ball. All the things that you're supposed to do in order to try and, and stop the blitzing, they're not doing it. Instead, they said, you know what? Lamar, just take the ball and throw it deep passes all game, and let's see what happens. It was so bizarre, so so bizarre. And hey, remember what I said too, right? Towards the end, and I'm like, they in the, in the Lamar era, they there's they just always find a way to choke, to choke man. I'm like, you know, I don't want to label it. I don't want to label Lamar a choker. I really like him, man. But I mean, you kind of got to call it like you see it, man. Like it's this is the third time where it's like. And uh, okay, so the first time when he made the, when he made the playoffs, you weren't ex- he was a rookie, like he didn't play the full season. You weren't expecting him to do all that stuff. The year mm-hmm. when he won his first MVP, where you're like, okay, this is gonna be the the, the, the Lamar show. They're playing Tennessee. Tennessee wiped them out, and uh, they had another playoff performance again. Same thing. Same thing happened again, where they were down big before like you could blink your eyes. And this game, it wasn't even like that. Like Baltimore's defense played. They they were solid, especially the second half. They didn't give up any points. Like, what yeah. more can you ask for? I mean, yeah. and, and and we know Kansas City is not the strongest offensive team, like at least not like years past. But with with that said, you still held Mahomes to no points in the second half, not even a field goal. Like, what exactly. more do you want? Exactly. I feel like Baltimore. They, I mean, Kansas City came in there and they just like kicked Baltimore in the teeth, right? For the very first two possessions, they went all the way down to their end zone and they scored both times, right? And then Baltimore came back. Lamar had that, um, you know, he got blitz. He basically chucked the ball up. He had that beautiful touchdown from there. 
after that, it was like all downhill. After that, Kansas City basically just sat back and they said, okay, you know what? We're not going to let Lamar Jackson beat us. We're going to play conservative the rest of the game and we're just going to run the ball and basically bleed out the time. And Baltimore basically fell for it. They were only down by like one touchdown at one point. It was 10 to 17, yet Baltimore's playing like they're down by like 20, by 20 points. Yeah. They stopped running. They're throwing like Lamar Jackson is throwing 30 yard passes into the touch, uh, into the end zone, into triple coverage. All they needed was a few field goals. And they couldn't even get that. It was absolutely crazy. And that- like, I, am, I, be, I feel so, I feel, feel bad for Lamar, but I can't feel bad for Lamar because I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? In the fourth quarter, there was there was a there was a rain from like two to three series where every first down he threw like a forty yard bomb, and it made no sense to me. I'm like, why does he keep yeah. doing this? Like, if we tried it the first time, okay, it didn't work. Okay, cool. Yeah. But it's like every time they got a first down, that first and ten was always gonna be like a forty yard bomb going down the sideline, and it was like it didn't. I'm like, okay, you how many times are you gonna try to do this? It was crazy. It was crazy. First down, thirty yard bomb. Second down, thirty yard bomb. It's like, how many times are you guys going to do this? Why aren't you running the ball? Why aren't you doing the stuff that you guys are really good at? Unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. And then they go into halftime, and I'm thinking, okay, you know what? They're going to make adjustments, right? They're a smart team. They're going to make adjustments. They came back out and did the exact same shit over again. And, oh, my God. And it speaks to sports because just like just like the, 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 the San Fran game a little bit later in the, in the night, momentum is a thing, man, because – like I think Baltimore killed their own momentum. Zay Flowers, the 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 youth, popped out out of his skin. Oh my gosh! Because because yeah. after you made that great play, like you're now the momentum's there. You got the crowd right back. You know what I mean? Time is on your side. You had so much chances to not get caught for taunting. I mean, you you took the guy's shoulder and and, and piled and drove it into the ground. That could have been a penalty right there. You stood oh over gosh. him. Okay, oh stop. Gosh. Stop, Zay. <laughs> you, like, what is you, this guy thinking? You, you take the ball. You spin it by his head. Okay, they still didn't call the flag yet. Stop. Just look at the crowd. Do anything. You, he stands up. You're talking shit to him. Okay, they still haven't thrown the flag yet. Stop. You made the point. You got the, you got the catch. It was a nice first down. Here's the momentum. Then you slap him on the helmet. Like you're like Jesus Christ! You had like five different times to you had five different times to stop, and just say, "Let me just enjoy the first down with the crowd, make the first down sign, whatever you had to do." I'm like, this wasn't the time to start taunting, and then to me, that's where like I think he killed the game, like because I mean they, they had, it was a 15 yard penalty, they still got the first down, but again, that's momentum gone. Like you had a chance to smack him in the face. Well, Calvin, I think that's it. That is the same. I think that was the same um, series where where Lamar actually got sacked on that one, and he got sacked somewhere around the fifty yard line, and it took them out a field goal range. Right. So I think it was a bomb. It was a bomb to like the ten yard line. I think they were on like the forty yard line. They were on the other team's forty yard line. Lamar bombed it. Ray Flowers caught it, ran it up to the ten yard line, did his stupidness. Got pushed back another 15 <laughs> yards to the 25-yard line. And then Lamar took the dumbest sack I've ever seen. He's literally running backwards. Instead of just throwing away the ball, he's running back, running back, running back. And he gets sacked somewhere around the 50-yard line. 
making the field goal like a 50-yard, uh, like a 60-yard field goal or something. Mm-hmm. And then they had to punt the ball. It's like, it's just situations like that. It's like, guys, what are you doing, man? What, like, you haven't done this all year. Why are you choosing this moment to all of a sudden act like you're a team that doesn't know how to play football? No discipline. Dumbest-ass plays. And the dumbest penalties. Like that penalty, I don't know if you saw that penalty in the fourth quarter, where um, I think it was like third down. It was third down, and the clock was running down. So they were going to give the way, give the penalty away, so that so that the Chiefs could get a first down. So that you know they wanted to, they, they basically wanted to make sure that they didn't burn out the time, right? Right, right. right. And I think it was Queen. Queen jumped the bit, uh, jumped the play, ran um, ran into um, the backfield of the Chiefs. Yeah. And knocked, I can't remember, was it the old lineman? I think he knocked the old lineman back, like, mm-hmm. pretty significantly, to a point where they got um, another um, roughing, roughing, it was a roughing um, penalty. Roughing the pass, yeah. I mean, another 15 yards. Yeah. It's like just stuff like that. It's like, guys, what, what, is, what is going on here? I haven't seen him do any of that the whole year. Like, Zay Flowers, I've seen him celebrate, but I have never seen him, like, he literally grabbed the guy him over, dropped the ball and spun it on the guy's chest. What the hell are you doing? How do you not think that you're you're gonna get you're not gonna get a penalty for that? I feel like they it was their game to lose and they lost the game. And they lost it. Yeah, the Chiefs played. They played smart. I'm not gonna lie. They came out blasting. They took a lead, even though it wasn't even a big lead, and they literally carried it throughout the game. And it was just a whole bunch of series of of just missteps by Baltimore. Almost like Baltimore. I would, if I didn't know better, I'd say that somebody paid the whole team off to lose, because I have never seen them play so badly. And so especially if, you, especially if you look at Lamar. Compare Lamar this game compared to his last game, where he scored two touchdowns on the ground and two touchdowns in the air, and they ran the hell out of the ball. Yeah, they come into this game against a defense that's very weak against the run, and very strong against the pass. And somebody thought, you know what? I think it's going to be a good idea for us just to try and pass all over them. Let's not run the ball. Let's just pass all over them. Well, Made no sense. I mean, at the end of the day, the parallels between uh, Detroit and Baltimore is that they share something with the other. They, they basically get a chance to sit back with the rest of the losers in the playoffs. You know, so th- so that's the parallel that they have. So I, just I guess to segue into that, I want to go into um, just kind of like a bit of a playoff recap before we announce like half of our our NFL winners of the season. But because no some teams like Pittsburgh, and we'll get into them in a moment. It's like did they need to, did they really need to be there? I mean, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. But yeah. if you're if for you right now, if you are a fan or coach or GM. At this moment right now, would you rather be Dallas or would you rather be Buffalo? Oh, that's a good question, man. That's a good question. Um, I would say most likely I'd rather be Dallas, to be honest with you. Um, the only reason I say that is because I feel like Dallas, they have a championship team. They just, for some reason, they just constantly, constantly choke. Like, they just can't make it up that hump. Yeah. Yet, you look at their defense, you look at their offense... Like, they have a top defense, top three defense, and definitely a top three offense. Like, out of all the teams in the whole in the, in the the whole league, I would say they are the most balanced because their defense is solid and their offense is solid as well. 
but it's just when the lights are brightest, they just tend to choke. And I think that's the biggest issue with them. Um, I like Buffalo as well, but they're so on and off, and Allen is just also over. It's like he's all over the place. Yeah. Um, I keep looking at Allen, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, I get such Brett Favre vibes from this guy. <laughs> it's like, when he's that. good, he's good, but when he's not, he's, like, throwing interceptions, and people are literally, literally trying to tell him nicely, like, check the ball down. You don't have to shoot. You don't have to pass for a 40-yard touchdown every single time you have the ball. And he just refuses to listen. He's like, nope, I'm going to play my game. How far has playing your game got you? How far? You literally, every year, they get taken out by the Chiefs or some other team in the playoffs. Every single year. Even though I feel like they have a very competitive team. Their defense was great this year. Um, their offense, I mean, it completely changed from the year before. Uh, they started to run the ball a little bit more, which I thought was better. Um, even though Allen's stats basically took a nose dive because he wasn't passing as much as he was in earlier seasons, but they were winning the games. Like they won six in a row to even get in the playoffs. I don't know. I feel like Allen is just, he just can't get, he can't get over himself. Like he just can't get over himself. I would rather be Dallas too, even with the meddling of Jerry Jones, because to all your point, you basically stole my papers. You you stole my notes. (laughs) Like they, they basically have everything you would want in a championship team. Including at one point, I would say at one point, Dak was there was a maybe what about a month ago in the season before they played Buffalo, actually, <laughs> ironically, um, I thought Dak was probably the front runner for MVP. Like he had a great year up until yeah. up until that game. But like he, he it's like he finally figured it out. He had a great year this year. And, you know, I know they weren't playing the greatest teams if you look at the schedule, but like he, you know, you, you can only play the people in front of you. And he did a great job. You know, my, my fantasy team thanks him. But at the same time, it's like when you look at Buffalo, right? We used to talk we talked about this all the time in terms of what speeds up the, the success and the progress of a quarterback, a number one receiver. Yeah. Right? And for the longest time, I mean, you know, we were we've been saying that even about Baltimore. I'm like, when is Baltimore gonna get a number one receiver? They I like Zay Flowers, but they still haven't really got that guy yet. You know what I mean? So, which is which is always a little weird to me because it, it just it just pushes that quarterback's acceleration rate to be great, right? Because because they cover up your mistakes, and the last three years or so, you've been seeing that with Stephon Diggs ever since he left Minnesota, he covered up a lot of Allen's mistakes. You know, absolutely. And before Allen, you know, became what he what he was, those first couple of years, man, he really struggled. He, he was not a strong quarterback. At all, he was horrible. Like, he, he was throwing picks like crazy. Yeah, he was not efficient at all. Like even even forget the picks. Like this is efficiency wasn't good. Like he was like a career. I think the first couple of years it was it was let it was like he was at least fifty to fifty within fifty to fifty five percent the completion rate every time. And it was like I, like I know we see the potential in this guy, but man, but you know you get a number one receiver, it just it just opens up it just opens up holes in the field. Does, you know what I mean? Yeah. You become more accurate. So all of a sudden, you become, and you saw it right away. And it's like he took the credit. That's the funny yeah. thing. Like he, as good as Diggs was or is, it's like Allen took all the credit. And it was like, whoa! Like you're not seeing what's happening here. You know? Exactly. And yeah. and I think this year, it's like I don't see. I'll be surprised if Diggs stays another year. You could see like the writing's kind of on the wall. You were kind of seeing it last year, 
because of the way he flipped out in the locker room and like he was spazzing on on, on social media and yeah. you know it yeah. just it was a rough off season, especially the way they finished. And because I think they lost to Cincinnati, and it was like that was a, a game they really felt they should have they should have won at, especially at home too, just like this year. And yeah. when you look at when you look at Dig's stats and like especially in that game, like he really didn't he wasn't really part of the offense. You know what I mean? If you look at the stats, like he wasn't part of the offense that that much, and it was like, I know Kansas City's defense was good, but at the same time, it was like, mm, you know, like it just it just wasn't a good look. Absolutely, it was not a good look, man. So, and and it's like, who do you replace him with if you're gonna if he if he lets go? Like, I like Gabe Davis. You know, I liked. Um, he's on his way out, though. Yeah. Gabe Davis is a free agent. He's on his way out. He's probably on his way out, right? And then, yeah. um, like. They're gonna probably have to really spend money or, or try to convince uh, uh, Diggs to stay. I mean, he's not a free agent, but I, you know the the writing's kind of on the wall. And and then the other kid, the um, was it uh, Khalid Shafir or whatever his name is, it's Shakir. Shakir. Khalid yeah. Shakir. Yeah. And he's solid too, but he's not a number one yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the problem. He's not a number one receiver yet, so it's it's, it's troubling, man. There's there's a little. Even though they're a good team, there's a little less continuity than it is as compared to Dallas. You know what I mean? And and then next year you just you know, you know how the football works, man. Like I'm looking at Dick's stats. Yeah, three catches, twenty one yards. Eight Crazy. targets though, but again, <laughs> three for eight yeah. reaching him. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's your number one receiver. That's crazy to me. Um yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I. It's crazy. Like I, I get them changing the offense. Like I get the need to change the offense because at the time Josh Allen was not playing well. The offense in general wasn't playing well neither. So they said, yeah. okay, you know what? Let's move away from the pass and let's focus more on the run. But I think the answer is in the middle. You know, trying to balance the pass and the run at the same time. Because now I feel like they they've gone so far pass through the speculative like they went on the opposite complete opposite side and now it's like they're passing but they're not really passing as much as they were before yeah and the run is working but, but there's he, times when you're down you need to pass the ball yeah and they're not doing that and they're not doing it effectively and and, you know? it's, and it's funny because i think not to cut you off but i think that um they have a good running back this time now i mean they had in the past but this year cook is solid and then I still feel like Allen runs too much. I feel like that way too. Like, yeah, they they, they depend on him. Runs. That's why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays. He's so used to playing hero ball, and that's the problem. He tries to play hero ball on every single play, whether it's th throwing a forty or fifty yard pass when he when he could check down, or he's running like he's taking hits. He takes a lot of hits. Yeah. He takes a lot of hits, and he yeah. took he takes ten times more hits than he took. Before they switch offensive coordinators, right? And you know what? He's not going to survive very long if he keeps taking hits like that. Like he's not a running back. He's not Cam Newton. Cam Newton had the exact same issue. He was so effective with running the ball, and he could pass the ball too. But he was so effective with running the ball, and they refused to put the pieces around him for him to succeed. So he was literally getting hit on every single play, right. and he felt like he had to a hero ball all the time. I feel it's the exact same way with Josh Allen. Except Josh Allen, like, they got to realize you're not going to win the playoffs doing that. You might win some games during the regular season against weaker teams. But when you're going against the Chiefs, when you're going against Baltimore, when you're going against the good teams that are in the playoffs, mm -hmm. you're not going to win that way. You're not. And he's got weapons. That's 100%. 
the two things that always travel in the playoffs is a good defense and a good run game. And that's regardless of where you go, whether you're playing 20, somewhere in an environment that's 20, degree, 20 degrees below, or you're playing in Miami. If you have those two things, you have a chance, you have a very good chance of winning. And I feel like, you know, Buffalo, like, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing over there. Um, the one thing I can say about Dallas is that Dallas is going to be in cap hell next year. Like, they're $20, $20 million over the cap. Um, they got to do, they they have to give contracts to um, to their stud wide receiver, Diggs. Um, no, sorry, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Lamb is going to ask for at least $30 million. I think he's only getting paid like $17 million right now. Mm-hmm. But with the year that he's had, he's going to want more than Tyreek Hill. And I think Tyreek makes like 27 28 mm-hmm. So he's probably going to make around $30 million. Then they have to pay Makai Parsons. Mm-hmm. He's only getting $4 million off of his rookie contract. Oh, yeah, that's going up. Oh, yeah. He's going to ask for at least $30 million. Like, he's going to want the same amount as all the, the others. Um, um, other studs get like at least twenty-eight to thirty million, and then they also have to, um, and they also have to give a new contract to um, their quarterback, Dak. Again? Oh yeah, that's like, right. Extension, right? They got to extend him. Yeah, yeah. Because I think this next year, his contract, if they don't extend him, it's going to be worth four, fifty-nine million dollars against the cap. Wow. So they got to restructure it and they got to extend his his contract. Or else, yeah, they're going to have some real issues. So, all that being said, on that stud defense they have, I don't know who they're going to be able to keep and who they're going to be able to and who they are going to have to leave. Because you can't pay everybody. The business of football. Can't pay everybody. I still can't get over how they blew that playoff game, man. I can't can't, can't get over that, man. Something something about Mike McCarthy, man. Like, he's just... He's he's kind of like the Doc Rivers of of the NFL, man. He just he's he's riding off that one championship, which is well deserved, and you know you you can never take a, a ring away from a coach. But like every time, he always finds a way to blow these games, man. Whether it's whether it's back clock management, whether or just not having the team ready to play, it just I don't I don't understand it. Like there should be more light basking on these on on the negative on this situation. I just I don't get it. Like. Should should Dallas just hire back Jimmy Johnson and just just go full circle and just remove the hex? Because there's a hex on this team ever since he's gone, man. They're cursed. They're cursed. <laughs> I used to think the Buffalo Bills was cursed back in the '90s when they lost all those Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. But I honestly feel like Dallas is. I don't know. I I don't know what. I don't know who did who did what. But they have been cursed for literally the past thirty years. And the thing is, you you would think it'd be reversed because they they finally retired um, Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Honor, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So sure. you you think right now they reversed it, right? They 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 cut off the juju, the bad juju. It's not working. <laughs> Listen, yeah, they they did Jimmy Johnson dirty, and that's what the problem is. Somebody <laughs> somebody put some sort of hex on that team, and it's like. In the brightest moment, in the biggest game, the whole team is going to choke. Not just one person, the whole team. The defense will choke, and the offense will choke. And it will be consistent for literally the next 100 years. I almost feel like that's the case with Dallas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. What is, what is it, the curse of the, the, curse of the, uh, the hairspray hairst- uh, hairstyle? <laughs> like, what is it, man? From Romo all the way down, all the way up. It's, just, it's 25 years, man. It's crazy. No. no, not longer than that. It's almost 30 years since they won their last Super Bowl. 
agree, man. I don't think that they're going to win a Super Bowl until after Jerry passes away. That's how I feel. <laughs> Jerry's what? How, how old is Jerry now? He's probably in his oh, 70s. He's in his 80s maybe now. No, he's in his 80s, 80s now, yeah. Yeah. I feel like once he's gone, they're going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Put all your money on Dallas if he passes away. I'm telling you. Yeah. Something with Jerry. Something with Jerry. Jerry sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> Three Super Bowls that they won back in the nineties. The well well you know what? Looking looking back now, like out of all the playoff teams that lost, which one do you think is gonna make noise next season? Or the most noise? I have two. I let's let's see if your your prediction is online with mine. I, I wanna see what you pick. Honestly, I this might not be the most popular opinion, but I like Green Bay. Okay. No that, that's that's fine. I like Green Bay. And I like the Texans. Both those teams. And why? Because they're both young teams that I feel had the potential of going pretty far in the playoffs, except for a few mistakes that they made here and there. Like, I feel like those teams, those two teams, they've got so much potential. They've got two quarterbacks that play amazing. Um, regardless of the bright lights, they're still playing like between Love and um, CJ Stroud. Both of them. They don't back down from anybody. And we saw them even in this year's playoffs. I feel like they have two quarterbacks and two teams that are missing some pieces that could possibly make it far. And I'm just I'm so happy to see that because I feel like within the next couple of years, we're just going to see them excel. We need new blood. Like, I'm I'm tired of seeing the Chiefs in the, the playoff, in um, the Super Bowl every year. I'm tired of watching Lamar and Baltimore lose every year. I'm tired of watching Buffalo lose every year in the playoffs. Like, it's time for some new blood. We have we have one team in common, which is the Texans, because I feel like the Texans is, uh, like, I feel like right now they got a chance to do what, what teams tend to do when you have a great young quarterback who you, who's, who's being recognized early as a great quarterback. And you know what that is, right? Uh, you load up on all the talent around you. Around the quarterback. You roll all the skill players, all the defensive players, whoever you need to sign to big contracts, whatever, whoever the free agent, the the, the big money free agent, you go get that guy because you got about two to three years to to just rake it in with all the the amount of skill skill level players around that quarterback. You have like a two to three year opportunity to do that before you have to pay C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. So. Ever, ever, ever since um, I mean, I'm sure other teams were doing it, but ever since Seattle was doing it with Russell Wilson when he when he just joined the team and every and they were just paying all the defensive guys and all these studs, like that's the model. If you can recognize that great QB early, like which I'm sure uh, Green Bay is going to do uh, uh, to some extent because they're, they're most of their team is pretty young, so they're actually pretty lucky there, and they can actually do that too. But yeah. what Texas what is is intriguing with them though. Is yeah, they're gonna have that that um, that first place schedule next year, but at the same time, not only could they have a chance to load up around the talent, but they got a chance to because the division is not overly strong. They have a chance to collect a great record and get one of the top two seeds just by beating up their own division. You know, much like Absolutely. the Patriots used to do for like the last twenty years, right? For they sure. Beat up on the AFC East and just get like eleven to twelve wins just just off that alone. You know what yeah. I mean? And they have a chance to do that because you, you're looking at that, their division next year. 
Jacksonville, I don't know. I, I think Jacksonville just might be officially overrated. I, like everybody talks about Trevor Lawrence, but I'm still not I, seeing it yet. Um, I'm starting to. I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to feel that way with Trevor Lawrence too. Yeah, I'm really starting to feel no, that no, way. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. And and the Colts, like you know, I know that QB went down, but he did not show me anything that he can throw the ball. He ran a lot. He ran mm-hmm. a lot, but like, and you can see that's not going to last long because he he already got taken. He already got taken out for the year. And then uh, who's the other team? What was it? Tennessee. Tennessee looks like they're about to just rebuild right now. They got rid of their coach. The yeah. QB's most likely not coming back. Will uh, the the Levis kid or Levi? What is his name? Um, Will Levis. Uh, Will Levis. Yeah. yeah. Will Levis. He um he was up and down. They're most likely going to get rid of uh, uh, Derrick Henry. Well, he's and, gone. He's gone. Yeah, already. he's gone. So they're they're just about to go to rebuild, which I think Dallas should try to take Henry and try to pair him up with Pollard. I think that would be an incredible combination, to be honest with you. Well, but, Pollard, I think they're probably going to get rid of Pollard, to be honest with you. You think Pollard, so, eh? Yeah, Pollard needs a new contract, too. His contract's up. Mm. So with all the free agent talent and, like, running back-wise, Josh Jacobs um, is yeah. a free agent. Um, Derrick Henry, um, Aaron Jones... He might. I don't know if he's gonna get signed or not. But right now, like I think the cap hit on him is like fourteen, fifteen million dollars. Yeah. So they might let him go. Like there's gonna be a, and then there's um the guy from the Chargers um, oh, the running back from the Char- Eckler, Eckler. Yeah. He's a free agent too. He may like, stay though. So, or me? He may stay, especially with Harbaugh going there now. He may stay. He might. He he might stay. There's a possibility he might stay. But I mean, yeah, that's a good team. He's too. probably he's probably still pissed off that they did want to pay him last season. Like yeah. that created some real bad blood last season. So I wouldn't be surprised if if he decides to move on to another team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's just so many running backs out there. Like I would grab a, I would grab grab a Josh Jacobs. He does everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like he does everything that Pollard does, except probably a little bit better, maybe a little bit less explosive. Yeah. But I mean, he scores touchdowns like crazy. Henry, tackles, yeah, yeah. Henry scores. He's, Henry's Henry is slowed down, but he still had a thousand yards last season. Yeah. So I mean, that says a lot for Derrick Henry, right? Yeah. So either one. I mean, I found that their biggest problem last year with Dallas is that on the ground, um, Pollard wasn't scoring touchdowns like what they were used to. Like well, they I tried to push I, him into like the. Um, he like a bell cow, and he, and he wasn't. Yeah, but, and he's but, not but I also thought their their running schemes. I watched for some reason, some odd reason. I watched a lot of Dallas games. It may or not be, be may or not be because I had Pollard and um, and Dak on my fantasy team. You know, that's we'll, we'll just ignore that. But um, right. but it feels like they. I don't know. I, I found their running schemes wasn't good. I felt like a lot of times by the time Pollard got the ball, like somebody was waiting for him. Like there was no holes on that line, which is weird because Dallas has a good offensive line, right? So, right, right. So I feel like it was, yeah. I feel like it, they just didn't scheme properly to run the ball. They schemed properly to pass the ball because I mean, you saw Dak had a great year, but they didn't. They didn't scheme properly to run that ball. I don't like just for, just for what I could see, you know. But right. but going back to the Texans, though, like I feel like they have a chance to beat up on on the AFC South and just get to the, those eleven and twelve wins where. You know, at that point, you can flirt with a number one or a two seed. Like, they're right there. The the other team that I think may not be as popular is the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Yeah. Be- because I think if, you know, I, I think with uh, Deshaun Watson coming back, because he still hasn't played a full season with that team yet. I think, yeah. if, I think if he comes back, we'll see what happens with Nick Chubb because, 
You know, again, if he has an Adrian Peterson-esque type knee recovery this offseason, I think that team could be a serious team. They're, they're like a piece away from being really good, like really good. And even, even in that division, which I think the division is going to level up, but they're right there. I think they're right there, give or take a couple injuries. And you can see that too. Well, I mean, Joe Flacco is, you know, he came in as an emergency QB, but he's not as good as Watson, but like he held them together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and their running game yeah. was, you know, it's passable, but I mean, Nick Chubb, Chubb is a stud. So we just have to see how he comes back from this knee injury. Cause I mean, that was, it was pretty horrific, but if he's ready yeah. to go when he's healthy and, or they can add another piece or two, Man, Roger, I think I think they're right there. They, especially if they can add like a, not even like a one A, but like a one B or a second receiver to go with Amari Cooper. Like if they can mm-hmm. do that, man, because their defense is completely legit. You know what? I like Cleveland. Um, out of all the teams in the league, like I feel like no other team faced the amount of adversity that Cleveland faced this year. Like yeah. they went through four quarterbacks. Their stud running back went down. And then they brought in literally an old-timer who, like Flacco, nobody called Flacco at the beginning of this season. No. I didn't even Flacco know he hadn't played in a year. I thought he was done. I thought he was retired, too. I was surprised when he came on the team, and yeah. he actually balled out. He had, like, I think it was, like, something like um, 16. Yeah, he had 1,600 yards in six games. And then he had 13 touchdowns and, like, four interceptions or something. Like, he played out of his mind. That's his best stretch he probably ever had, out, not exactly. for the regular season especially. 100%. The only thing I could say about Cleveland is I just don't trust Deshaun Watson. Mm. Like, I don't trust him. He hasn't played a whole season, and when he has, I haven't found that he's been that effective. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like the way they played with Flacco. The times I've seen Deshaun play, like Deshaun, especially this year, he had such an on and off sort of yeah. year. It's like Jamin like played a few games, he got injured, yeah. then he was supposed to come back, but he didn't want to come back, and he was, and then, I don't know, he had some sort of personal issues, and then he came back for a few games, and then he got injured again, and he was out the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, it's, it was all over the place. And for somebody who has a guaranteed contract of, what, 250 or something like, 250 like million? Yep. Like, he's been all over the place. I just found, like, they played their best ball when Joe Flacco was there, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that team, wow. Adversity. The fact that they made it to the playoffs. I know. Yo, that coach deserves Coach of the Year. Straight up, man. And I know we'll discuss this later, but, you know, you have to give it to this guy because – no team. I've never seen a team go through four quarterbacks in literally one season and still manage to make the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah, they are playing with house money by the time they got there. 100%. Absolutely, man. Craziness. Now, now me and you, we both root for black coaches, but with that Mm. said, how's Mike Tomlin still doing this, man? I have no clue, man. 16 years in the league. Um, let me see. Six years in the league, he's had eleven. He's made it to the playoffs in eleven of those sixteen. Um, he's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one Super Bowl. Um, I don't think he's ever had a losing season aside from this year. I can't even remember. No, he, did, he made the playoffs. He, he never had they made a the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. Yes, my bad. Winning season for winning season for sixteen years. I don't know how he's still doing it, except to say he was pretty young when he came in. And he's not an old coach, not by any means. 
But I mean, 16 years is a long time yeah. at the same job. So I, I don't know how he keeps himself moving. Um, I was reading that this year they didn't extend his contract like they normally do. Yeah. So I suspect this might be his last year with the team. That's never a good sign. Mm-hmm. So I think this might be the last year with the team. But I guess we'll see. But I mean, it, it, he's been it, spectacular. If you're a coach, that is the most coveted coaching position in all of sports. Oh, yeah. 100%. They've had like three coaches. Three coaches. Pittsburgh's had three three coaches since nineteen sixty six or something like yeah. that. It's the most coveted job, man. And and the I swear yeah. the last and I and I'm a guy that always likes to watch Pittsburgh, even though they're not one yeah. of my favorite teams. I always like to watch them, right? And the last two years, I've got they actually got me to a point where I actually don't like watching them. And yeah. to me, it was actually pretty amazing that they made the playoffs with 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 the uh, with the quarterback shit show that they had out there. Like they're so bad, Roger. At one point, they were six and three, and I honestly, I felt like Macaulay Culkin. Like I was just pulling my <laughs> hair out. Like I don't understand what the hell's happening here. This doesn't make any sense. Now, so bad. If they come back with Pickett again for a third year in a row, I, I swear, I swear to God, nobody's able to watch another Steelers game in my house until until Tomlin is gone. Oh and I, and I like Tomlin. I, I I root for black coaches, man. I, I, I'm I'm yeah. that guy, but I just no, nah, man. I we we can't do this again. We can't do this a third year. It can't be another offensive coordinator. I know they just hired one again this week. It, it can't be the offensive coordinator's responsibility to make him great. I'm not seeing the talent that they think they're seeing. Like to me, they're like they're like the opposite of the Texans. Go spend money on a quarterback. Spend the thirty, forty million dollars. <laughs> Pick up a Kirk Cousins. Trade for Justin Fields. Yeah. Do, something. do something. Do something. He is so bad. Why would you keep this guy? Why? There's backup. There's backup QBs. Go get yourself a Jacoby Brissett. Or Any, I don't QB. care. Do what you have to do in the draft. Trade your next three years worth of first-round picks to go get yourself a quarterback. Because I feel like they're one piece away from being back into the AFC Championship because yeah. their defense is that good. That good. And they got pieces. They got like they got some wide they receivers. They got they got a good run game from 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 uh, from Warren and from uh, from Harris. Like they got it, man. It's just the quarterback is that shitty. The quarterback situation is like when your backup is Mitch Trubisky. I mean, God, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I, don't know I don't know how Pittsburgh fans do it, man. I don't get it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know, man. You watch those games. It's like uh, it's the equivalent of. Me watching the Patriots, Patriots play that their quarterback play is so bad to the point where it's like, you know, Mac Jones is bad, you know, Zappy is bad. How do you guys not go and get some get a quarterback, even if it's like a Jacoby Brissett, or even get yourself a Joe Flacco, get yourself somebody that will be able to win you games when your starter goes down, or sometimes, or even if you have to replace your starter. Mm-hmm. Why not do that? But no, you're ready to ride with Mitch Trubisky. Like it, it makes zero sense. Like, and I and I don't understand it from a GM perspective. This is going to get you fired. Yeah. Poor quarterback play gets GMs and coaches fired faster than any other player on the team. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't understand it. Like I don't understand why they keep riding with this guy. Like honestly. Yeah, I I don't get it. Like I said again, I like you're right. You put up some good points because. Kirk Cousins would actually be pretty good for them, even though I, I'm like, you know, I have my issues with him. 
But like Justin Field would be a good one too, because Chicago's got so much draft picks they can like uh, roll back the speedometer on, on paying a QB again and, and try to get uh, Caleb Williams, and and just go from there. Like I I would let go Fields for for the right price, you know what for I mean? sure. Because why why not? Just just roll back the speedometer, roll it back. You could do it, you know what I mean. But like they 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 have to get somebody. I mean even even Russell Wilson at this point. I'll take oh, him sure. before, even though I don't see him as being a stealer. But I will take him right now for what they got. And, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm saying this like he's terrible. Like he actually didn't play bad this year. I thought he was fine this year. But like I would go after him. I, like honestly, they just need to get a quarterback, Roger. They they gotta get a QB. Gotta get a QB, man. Gotta get a QB. You cannot go another year with with those two trash QBs that they have currently. They can't. They can't. And it's the same thing like Atlanta. I put them on the same level as Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has, they are so talented. So talented. They have Drake London. Um, they have a super stud tight end that hasn't been doing anything because the quarterback plays so horrible. Mm-hmm. They have a stud running back. And it's like you have such great pieces, but the one thing you're missing is a quarterback. Somebody to get in the ball. What are you guys doing? Get yourself a quarterback. You've got young guys that you can build around that are on rookie contracts. Build around while you can. But instead, they keep going with the same crap over and over again every single year. And I don't know how they expect different results. You know, if I'm Atlanta, if I'm Seattle, uh, Atlanta, Seattle, if I'm um, the Broncos, um, even the Broncos, I think the Broncos should keep Russell Wilson. I just don't think they will. No, not not after what they did. But, I, I thought I thought Peyton no. was kind of an asshole. Yeah, they went too far. Peyton was an asshole. One hundred percent, Peyton was an asshole. Absolutely, and I feel like they've gone too far at this point, right? But if I'm any one of those three teams, um, you know, I'm call, I'm contacting Chicago right now, and I'm I'm selling the house in order to get me a quarterback. Yeah. You have to. You're not going to win in this league without a quarterback. I don't care who you are. Like the only team I've seen that actually is able to pull it off is probably San Fran. Yeah, and it's because they build up the team so well around the quarterback, and you know they have such good players around the quarterback that they actually could pull that off. But every other team, they all build this team the same way: rookie quarterback, build talent around. Yep. Right. So I mean. Like I said, I, I don't know what these guys are doing, man. You've got to find yourself a quarterback. You're not going to be able to win this league. You're not going to make it. You'll barely be able to make it to the playoffs if you're lucky. But you got to get yourself a quarterback. No quarterback, you don't have a chance. Don't got a chance. Um, speaking of which, I know you love this guy here on, on Miami. Did Miami waste their season by, by the way they finished? Miami, Miami, Miami. Oh, God. I do think it's a waste of season because I feel like Miami has the talent on their team to rival almost every other team in the league. You know, they have stud wide receivers. Um, they have very good running backs. Um, their defense is solid. Um, like their studs all over that team. And for some reason they just can't put it together. And I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, Miami ran into the Chiefs, and that was their biggest issue this year, aside from spotty play, because they've had, like, they were able to beat the crappier teams, but then when they came up with, came against teams that actually had records, yep. they play horribly. They play horribly. Yep. Right? Then they go into the playoffs, they play the Chiefs. Where did they play? In Kansas City, where it's cold. 
all of a sudden it's like they forget how to play football. You know, nobody wants to play in the cold in Miami. And they just end up choking. They lose in dramatic fashion. Um, and it's like, you guys have so much talent on that team. And you're still not putting it all together. And I don't even know what to do in this case. Like, you can't get rid of Tua. Because Tua still played well enough to get them into the playoffs. Um, you know, how can you possibly get any better when you have, you know, two wide receivers? You have Waddle and Tyreek Hill on both sides. They're both 1,000-yard receivers. You had a solid running game in the back. And um, solid running game. They had that rookie that finally stepped up. What was his name? Um uh, a rookie quarter of running back. Oh, Achan, Achan, Achan. Yeah, he ran like he was. He's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. He's fantastic. Like that offense is fantastic. I mean, and, and most, I feel and like and most it's a Pro Bowler. <laughs> and most it's a Pro Bowler too. Exactly. And then their defense. I found at the beginning their defense wasn't playing that well, but then once um once Jalen Ramsey came back. Oh yeah, yeah. It was on the, they were uh, starting to play amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a really solid team. They're almost like, they kind of remind me of um, Dallas in the way that they have a really well-balanced team, but they just can't seem to put it together when it comes against good teams. And I don't know what it is. Like, some teams just, I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's maybe the coaching on the coaching side. They're not preparing them for these games against competitive teams. I don't know what it is, but they're lacking something that makes them effective against teams that are good and you're never going to win you're never going to win in the playoffs if you can't play well in the playoffs and i feel like that's miami's issue out of all the playoff teams this year they pissed me off the most man because there, i mean there was a point in the season with about three weeks to go they they could have legitimately ended up with the number one seed and not have to play any games in the cold like instead, they blew that shit away. Like, like with two weeks ago in the season, they were actually eleven and four. They got blown out by uh, by Baltimore in Baltimore, and, and then they they won. Uh, they went at home at least to get the number two seed, and blew it to Buffalo. Like I, I to me, I was like uh, when I was in. Um, I was saying I was in Trinidad a couple of weeks ago. I had a friend of mine who's um, from Miami that was down there. Shout out to E, but he's um, <laughs> he's a Miami he's a Miami Dolphins fan. I all weekend I kept telling him like, yo. You seem fucked up. He's like, I know. I was like, you seem fucked up, and I'm, and I'm like, I wasn't even saying that to like make fun of him. I was because I was mad. I was like, yo, I, the way they were so exciting this year. I'm like, you wanted them to host at least a couple of home games, absolutely, because it changes the whole vibe, right? Like historically, I mean, I've been watching football a very long time. I I didn't play it like you did, but I watched it a very long time, and the one thing I know for sure is. Historically, that that team does not play well in cold elements. In the winterized elements, they do not play well. For like as long as I've been watching football, anytime there's a playoff game and Miami's in the cold and they can see their own breath, they are not playing well. From Marino all the way down, Jay Feely all the way down, they have not been that team. So if you have a chance to take care of home field advantage, they, there's no fucking around at that point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's no I fucking agree. around at that point. Like they, they could have legitimately had the one seed. Like the anti-Buffalo, where yeah. Buffalo literally played six games at the end of the season, won against competitive teams. Nobody thought that they were going to win win enough games to actually make in the playoffs. They did. Right. Miami had it. They had it. They had the ring right there. They're, they could have grabbed that golden ring. They're running the division. 
and they just loss after loss after loss after loss after loss to a point where it's like you guys could have been the first seed everybody would have gone through Miami but instead you have to go play the defending champions on their turf and as a six seed to, to as a six seed man come on like Miami was of all the teams Miami was the most disappointing team because yeah. they had so much potential and they literally did nothing with it not a thing. And then one, once you knew, I, I remember you were saying like the temperature was going to be like minus 30 or whatever it was. Once I heard that, I was like, I'm not, Roger, I didn't even watch the game. I didn't even bother. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even wasting it. I'm at the stage of my life where it's like you've seen enough sports where you're like, you know how this is going to play out. Why am I wasting my time? 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy because they have a fantastic run game. So you think that they would just run. run the ball, run the ball, run Why the ball? Why doesn't anybody want to run on Kansas City? It doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. That they're, they're weak on 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 the run game. I don't get it. Calvin, I hope to God I, the Niners don't do that in in, uh, in Vegas. I hope to God they don't do that. Calvin, if they don't run McCaffrey, I will be so pissed, <laughs> so pissed. Like the Niners, I feel like they have the potential to beat them if they do just a few things. This is what they need to do. Double team Kelsey. For God's sakes, double team him. Don't think that you have somebody that can cover him. Because he beats people all the time. Oh. And even in Baltimore, it drove me crazy watching them. Because they're like, oh, well, this linebacker, what was his name again? Hamilton? I think it was Hamilton. Yeah. He hasn't let, he hasn't let uh, uh, a tight end score a touchdown on them all season. That's what they said. What happens? In the first quarter? Kelsey has a hundred in the first first half. Kelsey has a hundred yards and a touchdown, right under him. And I'm like, he is Patrick Mahomes' number one weapon. Double team him. If Rice beats you, if anybody else beats you, I'm okay with that. Yeah, let, as let, long as Kelsey doesn't do it. Yeah, let Tony beat you. The Patriots used to always do with Travis Kelsey. Always used to do with Travis Kelsey. Belichick would put two guys on him. One to bump him off the line to throw him off, and somebody else in the back. And every time he was even got close to the ball, they would put hands on him. To a point where this guy was getting beat up every single play. That's how you beat them. Yeah. But nobody wants to do that. Everybody thinks that they have that one guy that's going to be able to match Travis Kelsey, and he burns them every single time. There's that, and they need to run the flipping ball. Just Keep Mahomes on the sideline. Burn out the clock. You have the best running back in the lead league. Possibly the offensive player of the year. Keep running him. Because Kansas City, they might come off strong at the beginning, but after a while, that defense gets tired, and they don't want to tackle people. Yeah. And you can run on them. You can run the shit on them. But teams just don't want to run. I think it's maybe they're just so scared that Mahomes is going to put up... 500 yards on them with five touchdowns. So everybody just starts freaking out and they start doing stuff that's completely that's out of their point. nature. That's a good point. Run the flipping ball. It'd be the only, that'd be the only thing that would make sense because this playoff run did not make sense at all. It doesn't every, make every, sense. Every team that Kansas City faced had a strong run game against them and they never used it properly. It's it's It blows my mind. It's absolutely crazy. It's those two things that I watch every time I watch Kansas City play. Kansas City has such a solid team, but what makes them even better is their their veteran experience 
And they do the exact same thing over and over again. Get the ball to Kelsey, and now it's Rashi Rice. Get the ball to those two. They don't pass to anybody else because they've learned during the season. If they pass to anybody else, they're going to A, drop the ball, or B, they're going to turn it over on some sort of stupid fumble or something. That's literally what they've been doing the past two games. Take away Kelsey, double Kelsey, and basically be strong against the run, and I think that they're beatable. I really feel that they're beatable. Kansas City doesn't, like when it comes to the second half, they don't really score in the second half. Just like the last game against Baltimore. They don't score in the second half. Usually they might be up by a little bit, but then they just kind of coast the rest of the way. And it's like, run the ball. For God's sakes, run the ball. If Purdy is throwing for 40 40 times um, in the Super Bowl, I am going to lose my shit, Calvin. I am going to lose my shit. Well, not before me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you oh. that right now, not before me. But you know, we'll we'll break down. We'll we'll do our breakdown next week of the um of the Super Bowl, obviously, right? And then we'll have the um, sure. the post game wrap up that we'll probably do live stream. That that should be entertaining, especially if the Niners win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 100%. but but let let's let, before we go, let's get to our um. We'll, we'll get through like half. I would say about half of our award winners. Um, sure. So let's start with the uh, offensive rookie of the year. Who you got? Uh, CJ Stroud. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was with me. It was between two guys. Yeah. Um, me too. Yeah. It was either CJ Stroud or it was. Um, Puka uh, Nakua. Was, yeah. Puka Nakao. Yeah. I never pronounced this guy's name. Look, I think Definitely between the two yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, both of them. I mean, CJ Shroud, what he did for that team was just amazing. Like, he came into a Texans team that was a losing team. They've been a losing team for years now. And with the exact same players as, who was it? I think it was Mills was before him. Yeah. Um, He literally took them into the playoffs. And he took them into the playoffs. Like, he won a playoff game. Yep. Which is absolutely spectacular. Like, he had um, he had close to, four, I think he had a little bit over 4,000 yards. 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, yeah, he had a great year. Yeah, he had a phenomenal year. And it's not even with top-tier talent. Like, yeah. he, Singletary all of a sudden is balling again. Um, their number one um, number one wide receiver was, um, what's his name? Nick? Um, Nick? Tank Dell. No. Well, Tank Dell. He's a rookie, yeah. and he played amazing. But then they had the other guy, Nikhil. Um, yeah, Nico gosh, Collins. Nico Collins, thank you. Nico yep. Collins. Like, all of a sudden, he's a number one wide receiver, which is crazy to me. Yep. So, I mean, what he did for his team, like, I, I can't see them giving it to anybody else. I mean, um, um, Puka was fantastic. He was fantastic. Like, he is a stud. I feel like it's almost his team now, more than Cooper Cup. I know. Um, which is crazy to me because nobody saw this guy coming. He was like a fourth-round pick, Calvin. It's not even as if he was like a first-round pick or anything. Like, they literally just struck gold with this guy. Um, and he is phenomenal. Like, he could possibly be the best wide receiver by next year in the league, easily. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, he, like he's he's got a chance to, to be in that uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase class. Absolutely. Like, as, like, one of the best young receivers, if not the best young receiver in the league, for sure. Like, he, he's had the opportunity to be one of those guys. Like, here's a guy that was supposed to be learning under, under Cooper Cup's wings, right? Like, yeah. 
Instead, he ends up being the lead dog. Like fo- football is a cruel world, man. Like <laughs> that's why you can't get injured, Roger. You can't get injured, which is almost impossible in the football. Like uh, Cooper Cup's favoritism with Matthew Stafford to me was it was to me it was beyond crazy because it was at a point sometimes you're watching Rams games and you're like, do they have any other receivers on this team? Because, because you felt like he was getting like 15 to 17 targets a game. like after Because while, he was. Yeah, it was crazy. After a while, I was like, okay, there's got to be somebody else on the Rams that can catch a ball. I like Cooper Cup, too. He's a he's a dope receiver, but holy shit. Is there anybody else that can catch the ball? You know? Crazy. And so, you know, he wasn't healthy and everything else the last couple of years. But, like, you know, when he came back healthy, you, you, like, you heard about Nakua. You heard about, I think it's Atwell and... Those two rookies, and you thought, okay, they got some depth. And, of course, they, I mean, they, they really do got some depth now, right? And now Kyrie Williams went off, too. Sorry to disrupt you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, right. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just talking receiver-wise. But, like, yeah, in terms of weapons, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty loaded right now. And my thinking now is, like, if Cooper Cup can stay healthy next year, he'll be the second or third best receiver on the team. Just crazy which, to me. Which, which is crazy because, Roger, like, he literally, literally – Led the Rams mm-hmm. to Super Bowl two years ago, yeah, and he may not even be the thir- he may not even be the second best receiver on his team two years later, and he didn't have like a significant he didn't tear his knee and blow his Achilles, he didn't break his back, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like that mm-hmm. it happened that fast. Calvin, it's the curse of the thirty-year-old wide receiver. That's what it is. It's like that. That's that shit's real, man. Yeah. Once they turn 30, it's like everything just goes downhill, man. And, you know, Cooper Cup, all of a sudden, he's got injuries here, there. He's in the lineup. He's out of the lineup. Hamstring injuries, all sorts of shit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's 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 crazy, but I feel like it's a real thing. Um, they're lucky, though, because with Puka there, they can still be competitive literally for the next three to five years. Yep. Yeah. You know? So I mean, it's just a question of how long is Matthew Stafford gonna last? That's yeah, that's what the real question is. He's yeah. thirty five years old. He's been in the league for what, maybe fifteen years now? He's, he's been in the league for he's a while. Mashed up too. He is. He is. So that's the biggest question is what to do with him. But um yeah, I mean Puka spectacular. Fourteen hundred yards, fourteen eighty six, so fifteen hundred yeah. almost fifteen hundred yards, Crazy. six touchdowns. Like that's insane for a rookie. That's so, like we're getting we're getting into like uh, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams Devontae. sort of territory. Yep, and and yeah, sorry, just 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 in case I wasn't clear, Nakua was my pick. That, oh, really? Yeah, okay, that was my pick for the offensive rookie of the year, but I almost went with Stroud as well. So <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah, we're yeah, the they page. are just always giving to the quarterback, so that's why I, they're most likely going to give it to the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Even though Puka spectacular. Yeah, they're still most likely going to give the quarterback, but still, yeah. Puka was amazing. Like, honestly, spectacular. Who was your defensive rookie of the year? Uh, defensive rookie of the year. That was a little bit different for me. Yeah. Um, I started watching, since my team sucks so much, I actually started watching more Philadelphia games. Mm. And because of that, I really started liking Jalen Carter. Okay. Yeah, the diva, young D lineman. Um, he had six sacks, thirty-three tackles. He was just solid. He was just a really solid player. Um, I just really liked his game, and um, yeah, if anything, I would pick him to be honest. Yeah, we we, we 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 got the same pick. I mean, for a guy to fall how he fell, 
to the Eagles was like a godsend. It was it was hilarious. Like, but throughout <laughs> the whole season, you kept hearing his teammates and in interviews and stuff. All they kept talking about was how much of a of a stud a Jalen Carter was in practice. Like from training camp, even throughout the season, they just kept saying this guy is a certified monster to the point where like we can't believe we he's actually on our team kind of thing. Like as good as the Eagles are, as great as they were, especially throughout the year un- until they ended up playing the Niners because they were like 11 and one at that point. Like until until they, they started swooning and going on their losing streak, every time that his name came up, it was just everybody was ranting and raving about him. It was it was it was interesting to see. You know what I mean, and, so, and 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 to consider, I mean, he was just basically relieving the starters. He didn't. He only started one game this whole year. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. And so, so the stats that he put up, and he wasn't even starting. It's crazy. That's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he, he made a, he made an impact every single time he was out there. So that's why I I ride with him with that one too. So I I agree with you. We're 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 a lock and step with that one. Mm-hmm. Who who's your comeback player of the year? Uh, has to be Joe Flacco, man. Okay. Has to be Joe Flacco. Just because I feel like um, him stepping in. He came off the recliner? Coming off the recliner. <laughs> you know, this guy is what? He's in his 40s at this point, I believe. Um, yeah, or late 30s, at least. Yeah. Late 30s. Yeah, early 40s, possibly. It's been out for a year. Literally sitting down watching TV. Gets a call. Puts on the uniform and starts practicing again. Like... Shit, I can't. I can't do that. No way, I could ever, ever do that. And the way he played, just the quality of his play was just spectacular. Like he was great up until the playoffs, that is. But I mean, he was great. Yeah. Um. So I, I have to give it to him. How about you? Um. Well, first of all, I think you should correct people. You can barely get off your computer chair without <laughs> grabbing your back. Without twisting my ankle, absolutely, one hundred percent. So, so give, not even gonna lie. Give the people the full context. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say for me, it's um, <laughs> wow, I can't even believe I'm saying this. It's Baker mm. Mayfield. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, it's Baker Mayfield. Like, like he, because even with him too, like we're you know we're making fun of uh, a Flacco becoming off the recliner, but Mayfield wasn't that far off. He was he was definitely at IKEA or or you know the the US equivalent of a furniture store looking at recliners and couches and sectionals like he was on there he was on the way too like because he was basically either going to be holding a clipboard for the next few years or being out of the league altogether like less than a year ago you know mm-hmm. when when he got picked up by by Tampa Bay to replace Brady like at best we thought it was like going to be like a stopgap on the way to them getting a better a better QB either that or we thought they're just going to tank and then they're going to see if they can, you know, luck up and get uh, Caleb Williams in the draft. But instead, he, he felt the, he, he, like he held down the, the squad. He held a, 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 a firm lead on the squad and they made the playoffs. They beat Philly. They almost overthrew the Lions on, you know, on the way to Santa Clara. Like his QB rating was actually even better in the playoffs. Which is crazy. You know, I like, agree. Because I'm looking at the stats. He had a, like basically almost a 95. 95 uh, 94.6 QB rating, 28 TDs, 10 interceptions, over 4000 yards. I mean, he he kept Mike Evans relevant. Yeah. <laughs> like Mike Evans yeah. is, is a legitimate pro bowler, he had an incredible season this year. And who would have thought it would be Baker Mayfield like making that happen? Like we didn't we pretty much thought it was a stopgap. Oh, know? 100%. I didn't even think like stopgap. I literally thought they were basement bargain hunting, like honestly. 
who's available, Baker. Okay, let's get him in here. Right. And I just feel like Baker is just so disrespected. Like everybody kind of just doesn't give Baker a second thought. Yeah. But when he was on Cleveland, like he took them to the playoffs. Like they were a decent team with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And they decided to get rid of him and bring in Deshaun Watson, right? And pay Deshaun Watson all this type of money. Mm-hmm. And if they had kept Baker Mayfield, maybe they would have been in the playoffs at least a few more times after he left. Yeah. And then Baker literally just bounced around. He was with LA, the Rams last year. Carolina, um, too. They Carolina, him. he was with the Panthers, too. He kind of just bounced around, and I feel like he's really found a home right now with the Buccaneers. Like, he had a solid 4,000 yards this year, 28 TDs, 10 interceptions. Like, he played really, really well, even though he was banged up because he was injured half the time. Yeah. But he still played really, really well. Got them into the playoffs. They were so close to making it to the, to the second round. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he played phenomenal this year. You know, I can't even hate on that one. Baker, he deserved it. He played really, really well. And he came out of nowhere because nobody thought he was going to play this well. And with him too, like he was always a guy that always carried himself like a like a better player than than he was. He always had this level of cockiness that I just yeah. I didn't used to rock with with him a, a, a lot. But you know, I think I think you know the bouncing around, getting knocked off your high horse a little bit. You know, especially you know you you you're, you're no longer like the you know the commercial you know pitch man and all that stuff. Like when all that goes away and you can come back and get a second shot, like you could see he kind of got humbled. Like it was like he was. Like I, I definitely this year was like probably one of the first times where I was like he was definitely tolerable, you know what I mean? Where, I, where I can take the personality. I'm like, you know what? Like, yo, this guy's doing this thing. I, I can't knock him, you know. I, I, I can't knock him. But like to me, like he just kept the team. Like he was a leader. They stood behind him, man. It was it was impressive. And and you know, as as much as you want to love Brady and stuff, like Brady was at his, he was on his last legs. What he big shoes to fill too. Yeah, no, big shoes to fill for sure. And you're not asking him to really do that, but he did a good job with that said. Like, I'm the year that he had this year was better than last year's the last year of Brady. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He played well. He played really, really well, and he was the reason why they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they're gonna do that next year, especially if Mike Evans is out the door. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't bring back Mike Evans. Oh, I don't know, man. It's going to get kind of rough there. Mm-hmm. Because some of the catches that Mike Evans was making was like, he made some <laughs> he saved some spectacular, throws. yeah. Some errant throws, like Mike Mike Evans bailed him out quite a few yeah, times. He's a tough, man. He's, he's, a, he's a tough wide receiver, man. That guy's so Oh, cool. my God. Like, no, like, this guy, if it was up to me, he'd be a first-round, he would be a first-round Hall of Famer. Yeah, first-round. Like, honestly. Yeah. Easily. This yeah. guy, a thousand, thousand seasons for a thousand yard seasons for the past ten years. Yeah, that's insane. Like, yeah. come on. And this is with like three or four different quarterbacks too. And I think he will, to be honest with you, because I mean he's got he a should. Super Bowl too. He's got yeah, all the he accolades should. and a ring. Yeah, I, I agree. Think he will. He should. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens to him next year, um, where he goes. Because yeah. I think if they put him on a Kansas City, imagine if he plays for Kansas City oh or even Baltimore. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Like that's right then and there. That's I feel like he would have like a Randy Moss type of season when he came to the Patriots. Yeah, that ooh. that that one year where he had like 25 touchdowns mm-hmm. and they were undefeated going all the way up to the Super Bowl. 
That would be incredible, actually, if he went to one of those two teams. But I, but I know he wants to stay in Tampa. He's been there his whole career. I don't think he wants to leave, but we'll see what, you know, money talks, man. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, you know, the contract negotiations. You know, that's a funny way of people making making teams and players turn on each other, right? So so we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens in, in those uh, negotiations in the next couple of months. Um, coach of the year, who's your coach of the year? Okay. Well, coach of the year, it would be between two people for me. Um, it would be either Kevin Stefanski, okay. um, the Browns, yeah. right? Just because of the adversity, the amount of adversity that yeah, team def- definitely, went through. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely worthy of that for sure. Or it would d- be D'Amico, um, D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan, Texans head coach. Okay. Just because I feel like first-year coach, rookie quarterback, and they completely turned that team around within that first year. Like right to the playoffs, and I feel like that team is just bursting with potential now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say those two because if I had to pick one, it would probably be the Browns just because of the amount of adversity they faced. Yeah. No, and and with Demarco, you know, again, like you know, he was a defensive coordinator for the Niners, so you know, hats off to him. I I love what he did this year, and especially he went back home because he played for the Texans too, right? So. Um, that was kind of a bit of a homecoming for him, and and to be able to do what he did, you know, for the team that he's played on for so long, that that to me was amazing. I'm very tempted to go with him at Houston, but man, I gotta go with Dan Campbell, man. Twelve, really? you go with Dan Campbell. Well, twelve and five, you you lead the Lions to their first to the first conference championship in 32 years. Mm-hmm. I can't argue mm-hmm. with it, man. Like, is gambling like in terms of like. Um, <laughs> Following the a- analytics to a T and going for it on fourth and one, it may have pissed the kicker off, yeah. <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, it, it galvanized the team. It gave them a lot of confidence. You know, he had yeah. the pulse of the locker room, and the, and the, yeah. you can even say and Detroit. You know, I think I think the next thing with them is dealing with expectations in terms of they're going to now be the hunted. They got a stronger division coming up because you know you know we talked about Green Bay, and I think Minnesota, depending on where they go, who they pick yeah. up. Even if they bring mm. back cousins, like that's there were just injuries this year is the reason why they went down the way they did, right? Slow and they need starting, a running back. Slow start, yeah, that too. Slow starting injuries, but I mean, if they they draft one in the off season, they probably will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, so you, I agree. Yeah, I mean, um, when Kirk Cousins was there, he was playing well. Yeah, I got to give it to him. Real well. I got to give it to him. <laughs> Before he went down, he had them balling. Yeah, he, he he really did, and and to me, like that's. Yeah, I'd have to go with Dan Campbell, man. Twelve and twelve and five, man. Second in the second in, in the um, not second. Did they finish second? No, third. I think they were. Th- I think it's third. Yeah. yeah, they were third. Third in the third. But still, man, like considering the history of the Lions and where they've been the last few years, and and even the last podcast, I mentioned it too. Like the way he finished off the season last year was pretty impressive. Like you could see something was building there. But I I, I got to go with him more than and even Stefanski is a good pick too. But like I said, I almost went with Demarco Ryan's. I almost went with him too. But I, I but I went with Dan Campbell just because of I mean, you saw the results of of where he, where you know where his coaching led them this year. So can't yeah. argue that. Took him to the t- took him to the NFC Championship game. I I agree. I agree completely. Um, I will say this though, <laughs> um, his aggressiveness that paid off during the regular season. 
Did not play uh, <laughs> did no. not play well in the playoffs. No, bit him, bit him right in the ass <laughs> and the neck and the kneecaps apparently. Yeah, so I think he needs to. I, I think he needs to um, take a minute and look over his body of work. And next year, if they do make it the playoffs, they need to figure that shit out because you should not lose when you're up twenty four seven at halftime. Like that is a colossal. Colossal, colossal breakdown. Yeah, and, 100%. And on top of that, too, like you, you got to be in a situation where, yeah, you're following the analytics, you're following everything that's that's, been, that's gotten you to the NFC Championship game. So, you know, they say you, you got to, you, the way you came in is the way you got to go out. I, I get that. But at the same time, yeah. in a NFC Championship situation, especially when the team is getting momentum back and you're on the road, mm-hmm. you got to yeah. take the points, man. Have to take you the gotta points, take bro. The points. You gotta, gotta grab those points. points. Yeah, take the it's a momentum points. thing, man. Yeah, it's it it's a momentum thing. Exactly. Yeah, man, you gotta do it. You gotta like even if even if it lets the air out of the room a little bit, it just it makes San Fran now have to strategize a little bit differently when they're down six now, you know, or they're down three, as opposed to now the game's tied and it's like, well, you know, like you're just you're just playing with house money at that point. I agree with that. You know, so so yeah, so he's gonna have to fix that in those close situations. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you know what? Let the, let let your kicker work for a living. <laughs> exactly, one hundred percent. Let him kick some field goals for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, and for God's sakes, get rid of Josh Reynolds, please. <laughs> please get rid of this guy. This guy better not be on the roster next year. Or just throw the am on Ross St. Brown at the you know the most critical times and just the idea. We can we can live with that. Pretty crazy idea. Or your super stud, uh, um, super stud tight end that never drops a pass. Pass to him maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> crazy idea. Well, you know what, sir? Let's um let's reconvene next week, man, and 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 break down the rest of our award list and. You know, and break down this championship matchup because you know um, we're gonna see how this 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 uh, this plays out next week. There's a possibility, Roger. There's a possibility. There's a chance. There's a hail mary. There's a there's there's rosemary's bees flying up in the sky and landing in holy water. There's a chance that Taylor Swift might not be at this game. Oh my God! I heard she's gonna be in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I think she's oh. doing like a. Uh, I know she has a concert the day before, in like in Australia or Japan or one of them places. So and, and and then I think and then I think like maybe like the day after, a couple of days after, she's going right back on tour again. So mm. there's a chance, Roger. We might just be watching a football game. <laughs> all I could say is God heard my cries. <laughs> he heard my prayers. God is good all the time. <laughs> Let's <laughs> oh, yes. me next week, sir. Thank you for hopping on as always. No problem, man. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for checking out the latest edition of the app podcast. Uh, special shout out as always to my annual playoff guests. Anytime I do these uh, NFL playoff episodes, uh, Mr. Roger Calendar, thank you for hopping on as always. Uh, we'll be back once again next week. Uh, to break down the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and my Niners, my 49ers. Trying to get this dub. Got to get this sixth. Trying to get it. So we're going to break down the matchup and uh, and the rest of our um, NFL award winners. I will be dropping uh, the latest episode. Well, 
uh, a new edition of uh, Memory Lane. Uh, that will be out on Tuesday. It was supposed to be out this week. Uh, I have to push it back till Tuesday, so I'm going to repurpose one of the old episodes out for next week. It's uh, That one should be a good one. And like I said, man, um, getting ready for the, the State of the Raptors address, which will be coming up soon, and more episodes to come down your lane. Once again, always subscribe to South Shirai wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. Hit that favorite button. Click on the five stars. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Five stars, please. Thank you. And also check out the, the catalog over at SouthShareAve.com. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com. All right. For Roger Callender, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Shirav Radio. All right. Until next week, we're gone. Peace. <laughs>